This is the Inkabal Science Show. Hello, welcome to the Inkabal Science Show on the Beat 97.9 FM. Thank you for joining us on the first edition of the show for the year 2022. It was great to have you throughout 2021. We look forward to another amazing year with you on the Inkabal Science Show every Monday, 9 a.m. till 9.45. And of course, the repeat broadcast on Thursdays at 5 p.m. My name is Alon Trabal Yusuf. Thank you for joining us. So today, as usual, as we always do on the Inkabal Science Show, we'll be taking you through into the science world. We'll be looking at the science of sound. We're looking at what sound is, how it is transmitted across various um, medium and um, the property and types of sound. Because awareness about sound and its types can help us identify different risk factors and also help us understand the human hearing process. So our expert today on the Inkaba Science Show is Dr. Falasha D. Adiremi. She's a lecturer in the Department of Physics, University of Ibado. Thank you very much for being a part of the show. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Yeah, morning. So, um, l- let's start off with um, what sound is. Thank you. Sound yeah. uh, is a wave. As basically, it is a wave, mm. a type of wave, and uh, it propagates in a medium like other waves. We call it longitudinal wave because there are other waves that are transverse. Okay. So, but how does sound propagate, or how is it? Uh, how does it propagate in a medium or how is it produced now when you have a material medium I mean a medium that has particles in a not space when you have a material medium and there is pressure variation within that medium what we produce at the end of the day will be sand let me come in again when I mean pressure variation what I mean is that Within that medium, there will be a region that there will be high pressure. There will be another medium after another region after within that medium that will be low pressure. So when you have that alternating low pressure, high pressure, low pressure, high pressure, following each other in a medium as a result of an impact or an energy transmitted into that medium and it creates such a variation, then you have sound. Sound. Alternatively, you can also say, when you have uh, a region of compression or refraction, that's what the scientists call it. Okay. But the region of compression actually means the pressure is very high. Because compression means you pull the particles together. So when you pull the particles in that medium together, we call it compressed medium or compression, and, or region rather. And that region means the pressure is high. Then it followed by another region again that is of low pressure. Mm. That is the refraction. That means the particles in that medium are spread apart. So when you have an alternating compression, which is a high pressure, followed by another uh, refraction, which is a low pressure, followed by compression, alternating like that, mm. then what you have in that medium... It's sound. It's so, so, so that means, uh, as small as my phone is, if I decide to... Um, for instance, play music and it's I increase the volume, it sounds out. There's been you know that process that you explained. Mm, when, when you're bringing in phone now, we're putting several things together because okay. the phone itself uses radio wave, right? And so, sound is a type of wave, yes. Mm. But the one the phone uses is not sound wave, okay? Though we are speaking, I'm speaking sound wave, but before the audience hears at home. 
this sound wave must have been converted to radio wave. So it's not the sound wave I'm speaking they will hear. It's a radio wave that will be transmitted. That is why you can connect a particular frequency and you pick the radio wave. Mm. Okay. I don't so know if I'm... I, I, I understand you. I so understand. there are several types of waves. Okay. okay. Several types. Sound is just one of them. It's just one of them. Yes. And what, what, is, what is coming out of... What, I'm, what is coming out of my mouth now is sound Sound. Wave. Okay. But oh. what is being transmitted is Through radio, the radio at home. Is radio wave. Is radio wave. Yes. Okay. Okay. So um, let's now look at the... Uh, different, the, you, I think you mentioned um, longitudinal wave and transverse wave. Let's yeah. look at the, let's break both of them down now. Okay. When, when you said uh, something is longitudinal, mm. in a medium, you know, like we said, wave is like, is a disturbance that transmits through a medium. When you disturb a medium, that's what we call wave. Now, you can have it such that, and that medium have particles. Now, the particles of that medium, how they vibrate with respect to how the disturbance propagates will determine whether the wave will be transverse or longitudinal. Okay. Now, longitudinal means if the, if the disturbance is moving from left to right, there's a disturbance in that medium. You know, there are two different things now. Okay. The disturbance in that medium, then the particles of that medium, in the, like air particles in, in the medium, okay, the particles of that medium itself will vibrate. Now, if the wave or the disturbance now, is moving from left to right, and the particle is vibrating left to right too. Left, right, left, right, left, right. Then such a disturbance is called longitudinal because the direction of disturbance and the vibration of the particle are long. Right. Okay. Yes. That is longitudinal wave, mm. which is how which is a uh, uh, sand. Okay. Now there are other waves too that are transverse. Now if the disturbance is being propagated left to right, but the particle of the mediums is moving up and down. You can see it's like it's 90 degrees. Mm. So those are transverse waves. Okay, so you, you mentioned um, the propagation, for instance, and I, I did a bit of research before the uh, show. I realized that there are different things that, um, you know, uh, affect or impact, you know, the way sound is propagated. Can we look at that, those things that uh, affect the propagation of sound? Yes. Mm. Uh, the medium itself. The medium is said the density of the medium, the temperature of the medium will eventually affect the speed at which the sand moves in that medium. Then how the particle vibrates? So. Do they vibrate closely? Do they vibrate far apart? As in, do they vibrate such that they transmit the energy to the next particle fast if they're close together? Or do they vibrate such that there's a, there's a distance between them and the, the transmission is not done on time? as in the early time. So it will affect how the, the waves, generally all waves, but we're talking of sound now, will be transmitted. So the density of the medium, the temperature of the medium will affect the mm. transmission of sound in any medium. Okay, so uh, let, let's now look at uh, the um, various, um, you know, property of sound. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I will look at it in two ways. Mm. I'll look at it from quantitative aspect, which is a scientific aspect. I'll also look at it from the qualitative aspect, which the audience outside, the non-scientists can also understand. Okay. So I'll link the two. All right. Now, properties of sound that we'll talk about, there are many, I'll just speak a few. Frequency, okay? That means, you know, when you're talking of wave, a wave is repetitive. 
That means it's it's moved from one point to another, like the, the compression and refraction I mentioned. Mm. When you have compression, you have refraction, you have another compression again. So when when you have start with compression and you're having the next compression, the gap between them, the distance between them, that is the beginning of one cycle to the beginning of the next cycle. Mm. That the, the that distance determine is a wavelength. Okay. But that that is a is a cycle in that wave. You know, it is is oscillatory. That means it's moved to and fro. It like I said, compression, refraction, high pressure, low pressure, and on and on like that. So a a, a cycle is completed when you finish one one uh, wavelength. Mm. Okay. Now the frequency we're talking about has to do with what are the number of that cycles which you also call oscillation, that is performed in one second. That is a property of a wave, of sound wave. Let me, let me to sound okay. wave now. Now, what do I mean? For instance, now, a baby, when a baby speaks or cry, a baby naturally has a higher frequency than an adult. It means that the number of cycles the speech or the crying of that baby complete in one cycle is higher than that of the adult. That is the science. Mm. But quantitatively, now qualitatively, we refer to it as speech. That is, you notice that an adult have uh, a, 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 a baby, a baby that I just referred to now yeah. has a higher frequency than an adult. It means that the pitch of that baby is higher. That is why when a baby cries, it's, it's annoying, it's, it's painful in your ear because the frequency or the pitch is very high. So the frequency is a quantity that determines the number of frequency per second, but the pitch is what the linguistic will pick or the musician will pick as, but they are both speaking the same thing. So one is quantitative, the other one is qualitative. Mm. So that is one property of sound in both ways. Then we also have... Um, uh, what we call the amplitude, which is a quantitative aspect, but the qualitative aspect is loudness. For instance, if I can use a child again, a small child doesn't have much energy like an adult. Because what determined amplitude means the distance, the maximum displacement that the particle I described can move. Now, the, the distance that particle can move depends on the energy supply okay. by the person that is sending that sound wave. Now, a child have lesser energy than an adult. It means that the energy that is coming out that is producing the sound in a child is smaller. So it means that the amplitude of the child, of the sound coming from the, the small child, will be smaller than that of the adult. So in, in this case, we can say, okay, uh, the amplitude of the child is smaller than that of the adult. You can see that mm. I, I talk of frequency. Yeah. For the child, the frequency is higher. But in this case, the amplitude is smaller. But in that, that's the quantitative aspect. Qualitatively, you can say loudness. The voice of a child is louder. Or the, the energy produced, because loudness has to do with energy produced in terms of intensity. So we can say that in terms of uh, properties of sound, the loudness of that child is smaller compared to that to the other. So, uh, in terms of property, we're looking at frequency, 
amplitude, uh, the speed, yes, the direction Wooden. as well. Yes. Mm. Okay, so uh, f- from from the from the property, let's look at the modes of transmission of uh, sound, so different medium through which sound can be transmitted. Okay. Mm. Normally, sound can only propagate in a material medium. That is, there must be particle in that medium. Because without particle, there can't be vibration. Because it's a vibration of that particle that gives the sound. So a medium must have. A, a, anyway, a medium medium is there are particles there. So it's a material medium. It means that sand can never propagate in space. That is empty space. Mm. In code, nothing, no particle. Sand can propagate. So if you have a box, uh, a container we succeeded in evacuating all the air particles from that, then if you send sand into it, it won't propagate. So sand needs medium to propagate. Now the medium it can propagate, it can propagate through air, okay. can propagate through water, can propagate through uh, solid. So it can propagate through fluid. So far there is a material there. Okay, so let's now look at how it propagates in each of those mediums. Are there you know, specific ways uh, this propagation happens in those mediums that you mentioned? Basically it's the same way. The only difference is that where you have the particles of the medium closer together, for instance now, in a solid, the particles are closer together compared to in a gas. In, in, a, in, in a mineral that is gaseous, the particles are spread further apart compared to that of the solid. So when you have a particle closer together like that, the difference is, they will see propagate the same way. The difference is that the speed at which they propagate mm. In the one that have closer particles will be higher than the one that have the particles spread apart. Or let me put it another way: the uh, sand propagate faster in solid than in 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 fluid, in gas, in in liquid. Okay, why is that? Thank you. That's what I just explained. In in a medium, what actually does the vibration? Like I said, as a particle of that medium. That is, you collect the energy, the sound energy, you transmit to the next person. Now, if the distance between the particle A and particle B is far apart, that means to take a longer time to transmit the energy to the next part, to the neighboring particle, which is like in case of gas. But okay. in solid, they are closer. Particles in solid are closer. So it's a lot faster. Yeah, because okay. they're close. It's like if I want to give somebody something to somebody that is close to me, I'll reach the person faster than somebody that is far away. Mm. So that's uh, one of the major... Differences. So as we're talking now, uh, is it being transmitted through solid air? It's Which through one? air. What is it's between us air. is air. air. Oh, okay. I mean, in this studio now, it's air that is between us. Oh, okay, so that's the mode the of transmission. Medium. But the medium, the is, medium air. is air, but yes. um, it's faster because we're closer to each other. Because mm, yeah. of the distance. The distance too. Mm. Okay. Oh, okay, so um, it's the Inkaba Science Show on the Beat 97.9 FM. It's the first edition of the show for the year 2022. You can be a part of the show by calling 0700-1979. We're discussing the signs of sound on the show today. I remember the show comes your way every Monday night to 9.45. There's also a pre-broadcast on Thursday at 5 p.m. So the science of sound, I guess, is Dr. Falash Adirami, lecturer in the Department of Physics, University of Ibadan. Call us 0700 1979 after this break. Don't go away.
Why does the sun follow me everywhere I go? I think it's actually just everywhere you go. What do you mean, Daddy? Hmm, my son. Well, science explains how the Earth revolves around the sun. Interesting, Dad. I thought the Earth is a stationary object. How does it revolve around the sun? Hmm, I don't have an accurate answer for this, but I do know where to find answers. The Inkaba Science Show on the Beat 97.9 FM. Ibado. Okay, Daddy. Son, where are you off to? I'm off to tell my friends to tune in to the Inkaba Science Show every Monday on the Beat 97.9 FM Ibadan by 9 a.m. and also catch the repeat broadcast on Thursday by 5 p.m. We can't miss it! The Inkaba Science Show, powered by Inkaba Biotech, Africa's genomics company. This is the Inkaba Science Show. All right, this is the Inkabar Science Show on the Beat 97.9 FM. We're discussing the science of sound on today's edition of the show. Our guest is Dr. Falasha Dea Deremi, Electron Department of Physics, University of Ibadan. Call us 0700 1979. 0700 1979. So let's um, move away from um, some, what some of the things we've been discussing to uh, other issues now. We'll look at the types of sound right now. Okay, mm. we mainly we have two types of sound, using human as reference. We have the audible, and we also have the inaudible sound. Now, what we mean by audible is that we're using human being as reference. Now, that is sound that human can perceive, the audible. It means that there are sounds, there are also sound that human may not be able to perceive. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they are still sound. It's only because of our makeup as human beings, we do not have the facility to perceive those sounds. But they are still sound because there are some beings, some living beings that can perceive and hear those sounds clearly. But if it's going on around us because we're not equipped to perceive them, to us it's inaudible. Mm. So when I mean inaudible and audible, now we're using human as a uh, reference. That is, some sound that audible to man some sound are inaudible to man. So as I am right now, there are things I cannot hear. Including me, there are things I can't hear. Okay, let, let, let's take this call. Hello, good morning. Hello? Hello, good morning. Morning, your name, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Ojo. Your name, sir? My name is Joshua. Alright, go ahead, sir. Go ahead, go ahead, I can hear you. Oh. Alright, 0700-1979. So, you, I, I was asking you that. I mean, yeah. as I am right now, there are yeah. things I cannot hear. I'm still saying, including me, there are things I can't hear. They're just beyond me. But there are some beings I can hear them. Interesting. So, we... The, the, like I said, the, there is an, there's, a, there's a range of frequency that is audible to man. Mm. Below that range, we can't hear it. Above that range, we can't hear it. The range is actually 20 hertz frequency to 20 kilohertz frequency. Within that range, human will normally hear. So there's an upper limit, there's a lower mean limit to it. Mm. So within that range, human, a healthy human being, we perceive sound. Okay. Within 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz, so 20 kilohertz. Now below it, 
we can't hear anything below 20 hertz. A normal woman we know here. So we call that ring below 20 hertz as infrasonic. Okay. Infra means small. So we call them infrasonic. Sonic means sound. So we're almost like saying small, small frequency sound. Right. But there are some beings that can hear clearly and they can communicate. For instance, elephant can communicate with infrasonic you know, sound frequency. But if it's going on around you as a human being, you won't perceive it. Because you are not equipped to, to perceive. The brain can't interpret it. So then there is above it, which is the upper, we call them the ultrasound. Ultra means high. So we have the audible, 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz. We have the inaudible. The, the lower part is the infrasonic. The upper is the ultrasound. So like I said, there are we after beyond the audible we can't perceive it mm. but like i said there are beings not human now living beings that uses frequency outside the audible range okay so the the ones that we can perceive now you call them audible let's have yes. examples and you know is it that the mode of transmission that is what is make up, making us able to perceive them it's not just the mode it's the frequency Oh, okay. The frequency at which that sound is transmitted, we are wired, if I could put it that way, to 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 perceive by our makeup. You know, the air as this are air as components, mm. and maybe we could have talked about that earlier on. But anyway, how sound is actually being transmitted, how sound is being produced, how it's being transmitted. Okay. From this outside air to the brain for it to be interpreted we go through that process the sound comes in through this uh the pinna which is the outer air this flappy one it comes in and it's shining through the air, air canal mm. that drum like shape it channel into the middle air then in the middle air we have bones that amplifies or vibrates some people call it ossicles, but they are just born in the normal language. So they vibrate and amplify the sound. So the amplified sound is now transmitted into the inner ear. That's the cochlea. What the cochlea does is it converts the sound energy to electrical signals. Because the, the brain cannot interpret the sound. So everything it has to do with electrical signals. So the cochlea transmits or tr uh, how do I put it now? Change. Okay. Yes. The, the sound energy or converter to s electrical signals. And it's transmitted to the, to the brain for interpretation. Unless the brain interprets it, you won't perceive anything. Now, in the cochlea, there are nerves that have ranges of frequencies. There are frequencies they can handle. There are frequencies they cannot handle. So it is what they handle that they transmit to the brain that the brain can interpret. Then you can ask it. So there's actually a gap between when the source speak and when you perceive it. Because this process must take place. The transmission so must So as you're take talking place. to me now, the it's processes... Not, it's actually not instantaneous. But because they, we can't perceive the, the, the time gap. I mean, it's, it's almost instant. <laughs> That's it. You know, <laughs> you only assume it's instant. It's not instant. So there's a, there's a time lag. 
Yeah. In fact, there's all we call persistent of sand. Any normal human being, when the source of, of sand stop, the source has stopped, you will still be hearing that sand for like 0.1 second after it has stopped. The same happened to vision. It's like when you, when you shut down your TV or you close your eyes. Or when, when the lights go off yes, in, in the room. Yes, you see passive yeah. as if you're seeing it. It's because your brain is still interpreting though the source has stopped. The same happened to sand. People make use of it to produce good music. For instance, you sing, sing in the bedroom, your sand, sand very beautiful. You come outside the same sand somehow. This is all because of that. A lot of people feel like they, got, they are singers in the bathroom, especially. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's why for, for, for you to know a real musician, yeah. it's when the person sings live that you can't So sing. an audience. Yes. Because within that, anything could have happened that reinforced the sound and make it sound beautiful than your your real what you actually but when someone else is hearing it it doesn't sound beautiful most times because it sounds it sounds beautiful yourself it's like wearing headphones and you have loud music on you're singing loud you think you're singing the song very well but people hearing you know that what you're singing is not you know I think I think I understand that. All right, zero seven hundred one thousand nine seven nine. That's the number to call if you want to be a part of the show. Zero seven hundred one thousand nine seven nine. We're discussing the science of sound. Our sound is transmitted across various medium because we want to create awareness about sound, its types, and how it can help us identify different risk factors and also help us understand the human hearing process. So let, let's go back to uh, the you know um two basic types of the waves now the longitudinal wave and the transverse wave so uh the way we're communicating now is it the longitudinal wave of the trans or the transverse sand wave sand is purely longitudinal wave okay sand is longitudinal so there are other waves that are transverse but sand like i said the mode of vibration is that the particle vibrates along the direction of the disturbance or parallel as some people may put it so that is longitudinal so sand is longitudinal so we are, I'm communicating with it through sound wave, and that is longitudinal. Okay, so you mentioned um, ultrasound. Yeah. Uh, that's also, um, you know, the the human cannot understand that without being aided. You know, there is no aid that can help. Okay. We are not wired to to perceive. Mm. Okay, l- l- let's take this call. Hello. 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 Yeah, am I calling a uh, big person? Yes, you are. Oh, all right. So, um, there's um, I'm a different. I'm calling from on those states. From where? On those states. On those states. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and then this article I read about the medicinal use of sound, about um, farmers who use sound, they play sound to plants, for instance, and it affected the growth of sound. Is it something that? You said you read an article. I, I I didn't get that part. You read an article that farmers use sound to farmers. Yes, Okay, 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 okay. All right, all right, all right. I I I think I I got the question now. Thank you, Adifemi. Thank you, thank you. So he said he read an article that farmers use um sound to accelerate the growth process of their plant. That is that possible? Where it, it could be possible, because in science they never said something <laughs> is impossible. Yeah. It's possible, but we could ask what what is the frequency of the sound they use. That matters in what we're saying. 
what frequency of sound is it talking about the audible range or the inaudible range because in science you can do so much more with sound okay like we're saying now that ultrasound we can perceive it as human being but it's used in medicine to sh for medical diagnosis ultrasound for babies to check the size of baby the gestational period the position of the baby, the fatal heartbeat, and the blood flowing in the system, or the movement of the baby. That's just one. There I, are I think that was what I meant when I said yeah. ultrasound, that you can't um, understand it without being aided that, you know, uh, when you go for ultrasound, for instance, yeah. there are different things, and you hear the baby's heartbeat. I mean, because yeah, you, it's but being But if you the ultrasound, you are hearing at that time. Okay. What I'm saying is, is because of the high frequency of ultrasound, Yeah. If somebody uses it to communicate, you can't hear the sound. The way I'm communicating with you can hear me. Okay. It's because we're within the audible frequency. Outside that, you can if you use it to communicate as a human being, you cannot hear the, the you know hearing sound me, you can hear what the person is saying, you can distinguish between the words and say this is what this person is saying. We can communicate, I can hear the speech. That is what I mean, we know what sound is. Mm. But in, in ultrasound, at that point, you are not using it to speak. You're using it to do other things. That is, you're employing it to, to diagnose and check the, the position of the baby, the sex of the baby, and those things. And you can hear the fetal heartbeat. At that point, what you're hearing is sand, not ultrasound. I mean, it's the audible. Mm. I don't know if I'm communicating. I understand. So the ultrasound use, the purpose is not for you to hear the sand. The purpose is want to use it to diagnose this part of the body that we can't reach. So we are employing sand, though it's beyond human hearing, we are using it mm. to. L let's diagnose. take this call. Hello. 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 Yeah, morning. Your name, where are you calling from? My name is David from UI. David from UI. Go ahead, David. Okay. Um, there's this. Um, I, I've seen a movie where a. They, they punish prisoners. They use sound to punish prisoners. Like there was a movie that they used sound to punish them. Like they locked them in a room, and that sound was um, played in a very high frequency for them, and they were crying in pain. Mm. But I was thinking that is called the ultrasound because I'm confused with what she said about the um, ultra ultrasound. Uh, it sound not being audible. Okay. But what of these prisoners in this case that can hear the sound and it's hurting them? Hmm. I just wanted to clarify that. Okay. Thing. Thank you, David. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, in in the in sound, the audible range. Yeah. There's what we we'll call. There are two. Limits. Maybe we should take one more. Then we'll answer everything together. Okay. Hello. 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 Now, okay, it's inaudible. Uh -huh. It's inaudible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. So there is uh, the lower limit, which yeah. is called the threshold of hearing. Okay. When you speak gently, you wish. Let, let's see. Let, let's hear this one. Hello. Okay. Hello. Um, good morning, Peter. Morning. Yeah. Uh, um, concerning the first guy that talked about plants, I think I've read this thing. Your, your name, your name, your name, please. Oh, my name is Obioma. I'm calling from Majobo. Okay, Obioma. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, the one that talked about farmers. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like the plant actually. Oh, oh, I know. Well, I've love to hear that. Yeah. Oh, 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 please call back, Obiama. Call back. So let's try and um, answer okay. um, David's question. Okay. So we mm. have the threshold of hearing, mm. which is the lower limit. Then we also have the threshold of pain, which is the upper limit. Threshold of pain means sound at that frequency. We, when you, it's, you know somebody is saying something. But it will be very painful into your hair. So that was why the that, prisoners were being punished yes. that way. Okay. So when sand is around that threshold of pain, when it's coming, it's not comfortable for you. It's like you are being punished. I don't know if I'm. Oh, okay. So there's um, there, there, there's a threshold. It should not go beyond that threshold. If it goes beyond that, it becomes painful to you as a human being. Okay. But even that limit is still below the the, the ultrasound. Oh, it's not as high as the ultrasound. It's not, it's not up to 20 kilohertz. Okay, hello. Hello. I, even even oh. the lower limit, too. The, mm. the, like now you can use the lower part of ultrasound, you can use it to punish, too. If your frequency is high. But you won't perceive what the, the sound is not intelligible to you. Because sound has to be intelligible. You have to be able to distinguish to and to hear clearly it. what the person is saying. Mm. But at that frequency... You will know there is a sand, but you it is very painful for you to accommodate. Hello? 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, on. we also have, uh, you know, like the guy mentioned. It, yeah. You can use the upper, you can use the lower to, to punish. You can send the infrasonic to somebody. You know, when you send, there, there is a research to that. If you send infrasonic to people, mm. they may not hear the sound as in they know something, something is being played, but it has an effect, psychological effect. Effect on them. Yes. Hello. You know, okay. Hello, yeah. good morning. Morning. Your name, where are calling from? Finally, yeah, we can hear you. Is, my name is Ajayolalikon, calling from Bodija. Okay, go ahead. Let me use this medium to say a big kudos to the professor. We have a question. Um, I, I, I check this in books and I, you know, I, I read some articles pertaining to the outside space and there was this section in this particular book that was describing how space sound, how space sound, I mean the sound in the space, space, okay. And, yes, and the smell, something like that. But my question is, how, how possible is it for some to travel in outer space if there's no hair. I mean, if the outer space is more or less like a vacuum, okay, how possible okay. is how possible is it for some to you know travel in outer space? Thanks. Mm. All right, thank you. Yeah. Okay. When you, when we talk about outer space, we need to distinguish because as you're moving upward, the particle there will still be air particles, particles in the medium, but as you're moving. Up. It will be reducing until you get to a level that there will be nothing. So it means that where you still have something, you can still communicate with sand. But when you get to a region where there is no particle, the sand can't propagate. In that, in that region where there is no sand, where there are no particles, sand cannot propagate. But we can use other means of, of discussing. We can use radio wave. Oh, that's why they do. Yes, yeah. if, if you watch, if you watch, um, astronauts. Yes, they don't speak the way we speak. Yeah, they could be close, but they have a way of communicating. 
especially if they're in the real outer space. Because when you say space, that is not close to us on the air does not mean there's no air there. So we have to distinguish between outer space that is completely empty of particles. So because there are no particles, if they decide to talk to each other as we're talking now, they cannot hear they it. That's hear why they use... Sand. Through sand. They oh. can't hear through sand. So that's why they use radio waves. Yes, mm. to communicate. Interesting. 0700 That's the number to call. I'll particularly like to hear from Obioma again about um, the other article he read concerning how farmers use um, sound to um, accelerate the growth of plant. Let's see if he's back now. Hello. Hello. Yes. Still a call. Still a call. Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, she got the question, but my main, the main question is, how are they able to perceive not communication now? Okay. You know, when two astronauts are, you know, communicating. No, 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 no. But how are they able to perceive the outer space? Like funny sound, like who things like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I think yeah. I get it now. I get it, Lekon. Thank you, Lekon. Yeah, back I, to you I, again. I, I'll try and answer, but I hope I, I, my answer will, is will exactly, satisfy him. Exactly what he's saying. Oh, I'm trying okay. to get what he's saying. Now, when, when you're talking of astronauts, there's a way they're equipped. They don't wear normal cloth that we do. Yeah. Because they can go to gravity space where there's no gravity. Yeah. If you watch some of those, you see them floating. I think Lego has been seeing a lot of uh, yes, sci-fi movies. Yeah, they are nice movies. Yeah. I love watching them too. <laughs> so they could, it could be that they're in a region where there is no gravity. So if there is no gravity, they won't be able to stand the way we are standing or sitting. So they will be floating. So, but they will have where the their clothing are wired such that they will not just be floating endlessly. They will still be able to maintain some measure of stability. But not like we do here. Even their clothing is not the same. The space where they are have been conditioned. For instance, if they're in the outer space or in their in their shuttle, the space shuttle has been conditioned in another way that they can still communicate as human to human. But when they are now outside that shuttle into the real space, they can't do what we do normally mm. because the system that is make those things easy for us to do here is not available. So even if there is U or E, as you said, they cannot hear it. If it's Complete empty space. That's mm. where okay, I keep, depends on the level. Yeah, that's where mm. I keep mentioning. Because that somebody is on satellite doesn't mean it's completely in empty space. Because these things are in layers. So if it's in a medium where there's still air particle, they will still be able to uh, communicate through sun. Okay. But when there are no air particle, the truth is when there is no air particle, there can't be sun Hello. Hello. Oh. Okay, so um, I, I think some of our callers have uh, helped us identify some of the maybe uses of sound, if you like, that mm. can be used to punish people, Same can be used value. to uh, aid the growth of, of plant as well. So let's do, look at other possible uses of sound. Yes, we can use sand for investigation purposes. Like I mentioned, the ultrasound can mm. be used for diagnosis, but not only in medicine, even in factory. You're manufacturing, you want to know whether there is a defect in a particular product, you can pass them through at the sun, it will, it will pick that cavity. Okay, we have another before one. Before it's rolled out. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Morning. Obioma, okay. Welcome back. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. So, back to the conversation. So, now we restarted. Oh. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, let's go back to the users then. Unfortunately, okay. Lobiama is gone. Yeah. Okay, we talk of the fact that it can be used to punish. I don't yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's uh it's, it's a it's possibility. Possible. Okay. It's possible because when when a sign that is not comfortable for you, mm. is continually being propagated towards the direction you are being punished because at that time it's not serving you any good purpose. Rather, it's harming you. So that is like punishment. Okay. Like I also say, even the infra sign that is lower too. Can I think, be I think we have another person. Please now move away from your radio. Hello. Hello, good morning. Morning. Your name where are you calling from? Uh my name is John, calling from Alemi. Go ahead, sir. So um this um idea of giving sound to point song, is it even the same um um thing about this um thing that happened when when your area kind of Sound, I mean, that irritates you, or a sound that you know. I don't know. People have different, you know, sound that irritates them. For me, it can be sort of um, maybe a a blanket of um, maybe a um, two steel or iron. Oh, okay, okay. Because this yeah. kind of sound, yeah. Okay. That sometimes irritates people. For me, is it, is it the same idea with that um, sound punishing people with intensified? No. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yes. I, I think I understand what he's saying because I, I also get the feeling too when time I maybe pass through a place where uh, someone is cutting glass, there's this screeching sound that you hear. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that, you know, trying to punish people is the same thing as, you know, um, hearing something that you found, uh, you, you, you find, un, uh, uh, you know, un- uncomfortable to you. I think that's yeah. the, the purpose of those who want to punish. It's because they exactly. know that to, uh, at that frequency, the sound will not be comfortable for them. Yeah. So it's more like they're punishing them. That's mm. that's what the, the punishment okay. has been. Uh, okay. But we also perceive it here, here and there, mm. and it's it's harmful to our ear. For instance, if it stays around an environment where we sound is very high, it could damage our hearing system. Mm. Okay, so let, let's go back to the users y- a- again. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I was just about to mention the infrasonic that somebody mentioned yes, to yes. that um, it can be used in various ways. Mm. We can use, people do use infrasound to create this. You know, there's this feeling when you are watching horror movies. When either you know or you don't know, mm. if an ultra infrasound is sent towards your direction continuously, you will have that same feeling. But though you may not perceive sound, but that same weird yeah. feeling, <laughs> you you begin to have it. So people use that too, but though not very good. But in the positive aspect now, infrasound can be used for uh, sometimes when some disaster they about to happen. Mm. We observe that some animals they migrate. There were instances when some farmers. They have their animals in the farm. They just notice that the animals are running away. They, they were a bit hysterical. And after some time, they broke the ban. They start running. And the farmer was pursuing them, wondering what is going on. But as he moved further from that place, lo and behold, there was a volcanic eruption. Oh, so they the heard the sound. Came. That means they perceived the sound. Mm. So it can be used sometimes to serve as a precursor when some natural disaster they are about to happen they can be if we're able to pick them on time it can be used to mm. to have an idea that something probably a volcanic eruption a earthquake a tsunami or something like that is about to happen so infrasound 
can be used okay. in in that uh, uh, aspect. Part. Yeah. Other uses of sand, even the audible one we're talking about, can be used for various purposes. Various purposes. Mm, let, let, let's see who this is uh, okay. before we go. Hello. 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 Your name again? I, I didn't get your name. Obioma. Obioma. Okay. Welcome back. Okay, welcome. <laughs> then what I say my experience was conducted in a job and then there was no respect for religion. So they used sound in a way to pollinate the pollen, in a way to pollinate the plant, so that they can so that you touch as they in the desert. Okay. Yeah, so now I have my own question. Oh, right. I didn't get what he said. Yeah, so now we are going to turn Rosemarch to Fossil. I'll be we can hear you clearly. Okay, I have my own question now. If there's what is called Rosemarch to Fossil, is there any practical application of that Rosemarch to Fossil aside from the thing for the family? You said regular frequency. Resonance frequency. Resonance frequency, okay. Yeah, is there any other practical application of personal frequency that, aside from the experiment, and uh, is it possible for someone to master uh, application? Ah, Obioma, we're having difficulty hearing you. We're having difficulty and then, is it possible for humans to master echolocation? Okay. All right. I, I think ah, you got that. You yeah. got that now. Thank you. Thank you. Should address that before we go. Okay. Thank you. I was about talking about the the the, the echolocation. Yeah. The which he mentioned is also another useful aspect of sun. It can be used by man. It can be used by animals. Okay. Like, uh, let me pick the animal first, briefly. Like mm. bats. Bats are known to be nocturnal in nature and they're very small animal but it's they use echolocation in the night even though they're blind they use it to locate their prey mm. what they do is that they send ultrasound at high frequency high frequency means the wavelength will be very short because they're uh, almost opposite in nature so if the ultrasound the frequency is high the wavelength will be very small so it means that small object can easily reflect that small tiny wavelength so the reflection is what is picked by the bat so if you send sand and you use the echo the echo comes back to you you can use the echo that comes back to you to tactically determine the position mm. of the object that reflected that sand so invariably you pick the position of that insect by the bat who uses it too for instance there are instances of a shipwreck there are instances of a plane crash into the ocean. So what is being done is that uh, scientists use echolocation. Mm. That you send sand of known speed into the water. You know when you send the sand. You know the speed of the sand. You send it into that water. The echo comes to you. So once you, the interval between the time the sand is sent and when the echo is received, mm. you can use it to determine the position where the reflection takes place. Mm. So, which means you can use that. That's what we call echolocation. Right. Using echo 
to locate an object. Mm. Thank you very much, Dr. Falasida Jeremy. It's been um, an informative session on the Inkaba Science Show with you. Uh, today we've been discussing the science of sound. She's a lecturer in the Department of Physics, University of Ibadan. Remember, you can listen to a repeat broadcast of this episode on Thursday at 5 p.m. Thank you once again for being a part of the show. Yes. All right. To join us again next Monday, 9 a.m. to 9.45 for another edition of the Inkaba Science Show. Bye for now.